Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everybody doing? I am so excited because I opened the doors to my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, last week, and the spots have been filling up really fast. At the time of this recording, there's just three spots left, and I'm really sorry if you're listening to this on Friday and they're all gone or there's less spots, but at the time I'm recording this, there are three spots left. And if you do happen to miss out for whatever reason on, on this round, don't panic, I am going to be launching it again in January. But I'm just so excited for the next round and to meet all the amazing people who have signed up so far and start introducing them to all of these tools and concepts because they really did just change my life. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the program and what it involves at the end. But for now, I want to dive into today's episode, which is all about feeling needy. which if you're anything like me, I'm sure you can relate a lot to that word, to being called needy, to feeling needy. So first of all, what is feeling needy? Well, I wanted to start off by saying that I personally hate how being needy can be used as an insult and it kind of comes with a lot of judgment. As if there's something shameful or embarrassing when you're really wanting love and affection from someone else. Because there's nothing shameful or embarrassing about that at all. We are all humans that are wired to seek out connection and acceptance and enjoying that with other people is a beautiful part of what it means to be human. But when we feel needy, it's often not a great experience for us because we feel we need someone to give us something in order for us to feel okay. So that's the experience I'm talking about here, when we really feel we need something from somebody else. Maybe we need a text message back or a call or a certain kind of attention or acknowledgement and we're not getting it. They're not able or willing to give it to us and we feel like we need it so badly from them and that we can't be okay until they give it to us. And we believe if they do this thing, if they just were to text me back or give me attention or give me validation then I can finally feel okay. Then I can feel a certain emotion. And until they do, I just have to feel terrible. (laughs) And this experience can create so much disconnection and resentment in our relationships because we then end up blaming the person who hasn't behaved in the way we wanted, giving us attention, texting us for why we feel so bad. And so then we resent them for it. Maybe you want your partner to kiss and cuddle you more when you're watching a movie. Or maybe you want your friend to call you and initiate catch-ups more often. Or maybe you want your mum to recognise all the hard work you've been doing and tell you how proud she is of you. And you can probably all relate to this, that feeling of graspy, desperate energy. When you're just so desperate for someone to do something they're just not doing. But I want us all to consider what's really happening in the moment where we actually do get what we want. Because when they do behave in the ways that we like, the ways that we want them to, our brains make the mistake of thinking that it was their behavior that made us feel good. But what's actually happening in those moments is our brains are witnessing their behavior, their text, their cuddle, their nod of approval, 
and it's having a thought about it. This is how our brains work. We take in information through our senses, sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, and then our brains interpret that information and have thoughts about them, which creates the way we feel, our emotions. So it's never actually their action creating our positive emotion. Shocking, I know. (laughs) But Adele is wrong. You cannot make someone feel your love. (laughs) Because we cannot feel the love someone else feels for us. Because that's an emotion that they experience in their bodies, created by their brain and their thoughts about us. What we experience in our bodies is the effect of our own thoughts. So when someone does something and we have nice thoughts about them or their action, we then create the feeling of love or happiness in our body. But they could just have easily have done that exact same thing and you could have thoughts like, damn it, just give me some space, will you? And just feel really irritated, (laughs) not loving or happy at all. Their action doesn't create the warm, fuzzy feeling in your body. Your own brain does. So when your partner cuddles you on the sofa, maybe you have thoughts about how nice this is and how cozy you feel and how much you love them or how close you are. And when your friend initiates a catch-up, you think, she really cares about me, she likes me, she's a good friend and you feel happy. Or when your mum tells you she thinks you're doing well at work, you think, I'm good enough and you feel proud and secure. This might sound like I'm splitting hairs, but it really is important to understand where the emotion actually comes from and to understand that it never actually comes directly from them or their action, but from our thoughts about their action, our thoughts, which are always optional. But when we're feeling needy, we're believing that this isn't true. We're wanting someone to behave in a certain way that our brain naturally will have nice thoughts about or thoughts that feel good to us because we're believing that's the only way we can feel a certain emotion like secure, confident or calm. And understanding that those emotions you're wanting to feel aren't actually created by them and are created by your own brain is so, so important because it means you never need them to do something in order for you to feel those emotions. Because you can find and choose thoughts that create those emotions, that create security or calmness or confidence, whether you're getting a text back or not, whether your partner is cuddling you and showing you affection or not, whether someone is telling you they're proud of you or not. And this isn't about being an island that never enjoys the company of anyone else. Of course not. Enjoying other people is what relationships is all about. Enjoying when they're there and enjoying when they text and call and cuddle, if that's what we also enjoy. It's a beautiful thing that our brains get to enjoy as being part of relationships. But the problem comes when they aren't behaving in the way that we want them to and then we feel resentful because we're believing we needed them to behave in that certain way to make us feel good. And we are totally wrong about that. And often the reason we feel such a desperate, urgent need for someone's behavior to change is because of what we're making their current behavior mean. I used to do this a lot within my friendships. I'd get so triggered and anxious when someone hadn't messaged back because I'd make them not texting me mean they didn't like me and that I was unlikable. And my brain believed in order for me to stop feeling insecure and shameful, the emotions created by those thoughts, What I needed was for them to text me back and then I could feel okay and secure again. 
But of course, it was my own thoughts creating the insecurity. And it would be my own thoughts, what I'd make that text back mean, that would then create my security. It's all our own thoughts, my friends. <laughs> Other people are just like chess pieces that we're playing in our own little game, our own game of debating our enoughness and our value. And once we really understand that, we can ask ourselves two very important questions. Whenever you feel needing, like you're desperately needing something from someone else, ask yourself, what am I withholding from myself right now? And what is it I'm wanting from them? And what do I imagine I'll get to think and feel if they do it? So I'll repeat those questions. What am I withholding from myself right now? And what is it I'm wanting from them? And what do I imagine I'll get to think and feel if they do it? Answering those questions is important. And in the last round of Master Relationship Mind Drama, one of the members was really struggling with this because what she really wanted was her partner to text her more often throughout the day. And when he wasn't texting her, she felt like this urgent, anxious feeling in her body. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. It's like this frantic needing, all-consuming needing. And she would sit there and refresh WhatsApp and check when he was last online and check if he'd been on Instagram. And it wasn't useful or serving her or the relationship in any way. And what we uncovered was the reason she felt she needed his reply so badly was because she made him not replying within the amount of time that she decided was reasonable in her brain mean that he didn't care about her or love her which would then mean that she wasn't likable or good enough in some way, which obviously felt terrible. So then her brain decided it needed his text back in order to rid her of that terrible feeling so that she could feel better, so that she could believe he cared about her and believe she was likable and good enough. So phrasing this through the lens of those two questions I asked previously, what am I withholding from myself right now? Well, what she was withholding from herself was her own love and affection. She was withholding the belief that she was likable and good enough and had subconsciously decided she would only allow herself to think that if he texted her back when she wanted him to. She was withholding her own love and acceptance from herself. And when I asked her, what is it you're wanting from him and what do you imagine you'll get to think and feel if he does it? She said that she wanted him to text her back within one hour and that she could then feel calm because she'd be believing that he loved her, which would then mean she was good enough. She was lovable and likable. So getting clear on what this is for you in these moments where you feel needy is so, so important because it's the roadmap showing you where your own thought work is and where you need to take ownership of your own mind and choose your thoughts more intentionally and really ask yourself, what am I making this mean about me? And when I coached this group member on this, we considered how maybe she didn't need her partner to text her back every hour in order for her to believe that he loved her. Can someone love you and not be a big texter throughout the day? Can someone love you and just be focused on work or other things in that moment? She, of course, said yes, and, and we coached a little bit on that. But the most important step here was her giving herself what she believed she needed from him. She believed she needed his love and attention and text messages to feel okay, calm and secure. But she actually needed to give this to herself. 
she needed to work on giving herself her own love, acceptance, attention and approval. And she needed to work on believing that she was lovable and good enough, regardless of what anyone else was doing, regardless of when her partner texted her back, rather than using what they did as a reflection of her own self-worth. If her thoughts had been, my partner can totally love me and want to be with me and just not be texting me much today, and I am good enough and worthy regardless, she wouldn't have felt needy. She wouldn't have needed anything from him to feel better. She would have already felt secure and calm. When we're desperately wanting something from outside of us and needing it really badly, we have to use that as a signal to look inwards at our own minds. We have to stop believing that other people exist to validate us and provide us with the emotional experience that we are looking for because they really don't. And they didn't sign up for that job. Just like her boyfriend didn't sign up to be her validation vending machine, sending her text messages whenever she wanted a boost to her self-esteem. It's not a fun job. Think about it. If the shoe was on the other foot, would you really want that job? Would you want to be responsible for someone's feelings of security and enoughness and have them want things from you simply to make them feel good about themselves and reassure themselves that they're good enough? doesn't sound like a super fun connected relationship because in reality when we do this we're just using them we're using them to try and feel better about ourselves and I say this with so much love and as someone who has done this a thousand times I've been the friend and partner that's demanded texts and affection and felt resentful when people were behaving in ways that my brain would use to make me feel insecure I constantly blamed other people for my insecurity and it wasn't until I actually faced the real culprit, my own thoughts, that I could finally stop feeling so needy and desperate for external things and external attention and approval and start creating that for myself, within myself. Of course, with the client from the group in this example, we coached on so many elements of this. We looked at what she was most afraid of if he were to leave her, what she was making his behaviour mean. But spoiler alert, it all came back to her own thoughts about her, which it always does. (laughs) Because even our fear of them leaving us usually comes down to what we'd make them leaving mean about us or our future happiness. So really watch out for where you're wanting someone to change their behavior or do something differently in order for you to believe something differently about yourself. Really ask yourself, What am I making their current behavior mean about me? And what would I then be able to believe about myself if they change this behavior? Because that is going to show you where you're using them for validation instead of validating yourself, instead of working on believing those things for yourself organically without using them as puppets to prove it to you. Because our friends and partners do not exist to prove our worth to us. They exist for us to enjoy loving and for us to enjoy having relationships with, not for us to debate how worthy and valuable we are. It also goes without saying, I'm going to say it anyway, that there are some people who won't want the same kinds of relationships as we do. Maybe we want to meet up every week, but they only want a more casual thing where they see us every few weeks or once a month. Who knows? That's just an example. And not everyone is going to be up for having the same kind of relationship that we're really wanting to have. Now, if we haven't done this work on owning our own needs and managing our own minds and emotions, 
we're going to think the solution is to change them. (laughs) We're going to think that the solution is to stay in the relationship and convince the person to want something differently and behave differently so that we can feel better because we're still believing we need them to behave differently for us to feel differently, to feel more secure or good about ourselves. But when you've done this work on owning and taking responsibility for your own emotions and you've gotten to a place where you can feel secure and calm and good enough regardless of what they're doing, then you just get to take a step back and decide, is what this person's able to offer me the kind of relationship I'm looking for? Is this a match for me? And the answer becomes so much simpler when you know that you're good either way when you know that you can be okay and happy and feel worthy and valuable either way. So when you feel that urgent, graspy feeling, when you're just dying for a text back or some attention or something that someone else isn't able or willing to offer you in that moment, I want you to consider, what am I withholding from myself right now? And what is it I'm wanting from them? And what is it I imagine I'll get to think and feel if they do it? Look at what you're making the lack of this thing or action from them mean about you. What are you making it mean and is that really true? Do you want to keep making them not behaving in the way you'd like mean this about you or about the relationship? How might that not be true? And what else could be true here? And finally, whatever it is you imagine you'd finally get to think and feel if they just behaved in the way you'd like, You want to consider how you can create that experience for yourself right now. What would someone who already felt that emotion be believing? What would they be thinking that would create that experience for them regardless of what the person was doing? What would you need to believe about yourself to feel that way? Brainstorm some ideas, explore thoughts that would help you create that experience for yourself. Try some on and see how they feel. Managing your own thoughts is the key to feeling in charge of the way you feel and show up in your relationships. And I honestly have no idea why they don't teach us this in school. It's crazy. And I want to say this isn't a case of just jumping from a negative thought to a super duper positive thought. Because if you try and do that, you're likely going to get very frustrated. Because if you're currently believing I'm not fun or interesting enough, then just practicing the thought I am super fun and interesting it's probably going to go down like a lead balloon <laughs> because you're just not going to believe it. So what I teach you in the group coaching program is a technique called ladder thoughts, which helps you to bridge the gap between where you are now and what you currently believe to where you'd love to be. Finding thoughts and ways of thinking that actually feel believable and aren't just pie in the sky, fluffy affirmations, but thoughts that actually create a difference in your emotions in your body. Okay guys, that's all I've got for you today. If you're listening to this and really resonating with the way I talk about relationships and mind management, I think you'd love my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. This is where we dig into all the tools and concepts that I talk about on this podcast, but on a much deeper level. And I teach you how to manage your mind and emotional experience in all kinds of relationships and situations without trying to control and micromanage your friends, family, partner, or the future. So if you think it might be for you, as I said at the start of the episode, at the time of recording, there are currently three spots left. That may have changed by now, so I'm sorry if it has. But we're going to be getting started on the week commencing the 11th of September, and it'll run for 12 weeks. 
And once you've signed up, you'll receive a form so that you can let me know your top three preferences for the weekly class time and what day it will be. And then I'll put you in a small group with other people who match your time zone and your availability. And the group class is an hour and a half every week and all calls will be recorded. So don't worry if you can't attend live. And as well as the weekly group coaching call, you also get three half an hour one-on-ones with me spaced across the 12 weeks. So that's one a month. So this group really is the perfect blend of group coaching and one-on-one support. Every week, we're going to focus on a different topic from becoming aware of our thoughts and processing our emotions to people-pleasing, boundaries, letting go of trying to control other people, your beliefs about yourself, fear of rejection, all the stuff we cover on the podcast. And I am so excited for the next round and to see more people learn and benefit from this work and apply it to their own lives. So if you think this could be for you, which if you love my podcast and posts on Instagram, I have no idea why it wouldn't be, head to the information section of this episode and I'll drop the link in there to sign up. And I'll also put a link to my website where you can find all the details about the program, including some testimonials from past members of the groups. If you have any other questions, be sure to come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca or Coaching, and I'll be more than happy to chat with you. There also won't be an episode next week as I'm having the week off to celebrate my 30th birthday, which is very exciting. So we're going to pick back the week after as usual. And one final thing I want to add is if you loved this podcast, could you go ahead and give it a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. Okay, guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend and I hope to see you in Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. I'll speak to you all in a couple of weeks. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 